everyone. Welcome back to Run Out Radio. I'm Jerry Forsythe, alongside Mike Howerton. Run Out Radio, as always, is brought to you by the Tap League, Simonis Billiard Cloth, Lucasi Hybrid Cues. Please support the companies that support the game. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And, you know, I'm really excited because we've got a couple of great guests today. Uh, a little bit later, we'll be talking to both Pat Fleming and Gabe Owen. Uh, so make sure you stick around for that, folks. Should be interesting. It should be indeed. At least more interesting than the final we saw at Turning Stone. <laughs> you know, all right, the final was a race to 13, and a race to 13 nine ball that takes three hours. Yeah, it's not the most exciting thing on earth, but, you know, I was at least happy to see that it wasn't Johnny Rodney Dennis in the finals yet again. Yeah, yeah, but um, it was it was Corey, uh, Jewel, and Stevie Moore, of course, and um, I've never so coveted a shot clock in all my life. Yeah, the problem would be a lot easier if, if Mike would put a shot clock on him, but... Let's face it. I mean, it, it's nine ball. You and I love the game. I mean, we, we yep. love every aspect of, of watching somebody run a rack. And and even we, I, I mean, I was nodding off watching some of that. But we're talking about a race to 13 nine ball. If, you're not, if you don't have Earl playing Keith McCready in the finals, then it's going to be kind of boring. Yeah, it is. Um, with long races and... I, I see all the need uh, from a player's perspective of having long races so that um, it, it can be a fair outcome. And that's fair to the players. What I want now is an outcome that's fair to the spectators. And asking people to sit on their butts uh, for three hours is not fair. Well, on the subject of, of it being fair to the players... Um I mean, I've said in the past that a race to seven like they have at Derby is just too short because one mistake can be the end of you, and sometimes you don't even have the opportunity for that one mistake if you run into an Efren or a Ralph who's, you know, in gear. But, I mean, we're talking about a race that's twice as many games almost. Um, I mean, maybe... Maybe the, the derby thing, you know, a quick race to seven and, and put the players in a position where, I mean, let's face it, in a race to 13, a player knows they can make two or three mistakes and still come back and win the match. I mean, we saw it in the finals there at, at Turning Stone. I mean, maybe, you know, the, that short race is, is more like a sudden death, don't make any mistakes sort of thing. Yeah, I I much prefer a short race, and... I agree. Sometimes the less skilled player will win. Um, well, okay. If we had more fans, we would have more sponsors that would generate more money. And even as a um, uh, an unfortunate second place finisher, you would make more then than you're making now as a winner. So um, I'm all for short races. You know, we've got to do something to make the game more exciting, and stretching these races out is not the way to do that. Well, and, and 
talking about the the finals, I mean, it's really not fair that you and I are complaining about having to sit and watch a match that there were about 1,500 people who would have liked to have watched on the stream had we not had the computer issues that we had that last day. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that, folks. The computer died. (laughs) Believe me, we were doing everything in our power to get even one of the two computers that we had back online. Um, Personally, I think it had to do with the carpet and the static electricity. I think when they, because for for the listeners, Mike Zuglin runs that tournament with 16 tables. There's two rows of eight, and when it gets down to the final day, the night before, they cut maybe four or six tables out of the room so that Diamond can get a head start on getting the room tore down. But what that does then is it moves Pat's equipment up onto the carpet where there was a whole mess of static electricity. And, yeah. uh, you know, one one touch on something electronic and you're done. And, boy, he, he lost a power supply. He lost a hard drive. It, it was ugly. Yeah. Well, that's the past. Let's look to the future. Pat and AZ Billiards will be at the Music City Open in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, here, here about the third week of January. And uh, we're going to do another uh, AZ Billiards live stream. Uh, this time we'll have a telestrator. Uh, we'll have some lights to show the uh, outside of the table. Uh, so Pat's always coming up with ways to make the product better, and I think people are going to enjoy this a great deal. Yeah, you're going to that one. I'm staying home, but uh, I am a little jealous that you're going to have a chance to go out there and and watch a tournament uh, that is, I don't know that it's being ran by, but uh, I know that she's helping to promote it. One of our favorite uh, members of the billiards media, Peg Ledman, will be out there. Yeah, I get a hug and you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that then we will be together uh, come April at the uh, Ultimate Timball Championship where we will be doing uh, uh, live scoring. Um, It's still up in the air as to who's going to do the streaming. It may be Pat and AZB. It may be another party. Uh, But at least we'll have our scoring going and no doubt brackets as well. So... That should be a fun event. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, you know, it's a new tournament, and uh, I've met uh, Body, the gentleman who's running the tournament. Uh, met him briefly. I don't even remember what tournament it was at, but he's been showing up at quite a few of the tournaments lately, and it's really nice to see a promoter who, while I understand he ran the event in Aruba last year, I mean, in this day and age, we're not getting a whole lot of new promoters who are coming in and, and wanting to inject money into the game. So it's it's uh, refreshing to see that. Yes, it is. And before all that happens, of course, before the 10-ball event, we get to go to the World 8-Ball Championship, and that'll be in Fujairah, as usual, the United Arab Emirates. So... Um, uh, pack your swimming trunks. <laughs> well, at least it won't be in the middle of the summer. Although that weather out there has never bothered me for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> could be because you live in a very similar place. Sand all around. Felt like I was right at home. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All you need is camels walking through Phoenix, and you'd be all right. <laughs> Well, we've got a couple new products that have uh, uh, 
hit the billiards industry since our last show. Uh, one of them is put out by one of our guests today, Gabe Owen. Gabe has a, a two-disc instructional one-pocket series called One Pocket My Way. Um, it's kind of interesting. I know that a lot of the people on the forums have been waiting uh, expectedly for Scott Frost's instructional DVD, and uh, Gabe got his out first. Um, I wonder, I mean, I know that with the diehard fans, and let's face it, AZ Billiards Forum members are diehard fans, uh, but I'm wondering with the average fan out there who who doesn't know who you know some of the players are on site, I wonder if Gabe is going to have a bigger name and be more successful with that DVD than Scott will be just based on his U.S. Open win and him being more of a recognized player by the average fan. Could be. Um, although, you know, a lot of people, when they think of Scott Frost, they think of one pocket. So uh, who knows? But I'm, I'm sure that uh, Gabe's uh, notoriety will help him in his sales, and he certainly knows one pocket. Yeah, I've, I've got copies here, and uh, I haven't watched them yet because the holidays and everything, and, well, let's face it, because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other new product is something that we've been hearing about for a while. Um, one of our buddies, uh, Nathan DeMoulin, the gentleman who did the amazing Mika Eminen instructional DVDs, um, has been promising for a while, and he's come out with the Runout Media Video Magazine. Um, the first issue is free to the public. It's available at runoutmedia.com. Um, I've watched part of it. Uh, I watched the uh, the Day in the Life of Mika Eminent thing, which was interesting. Uh, I'm not really sure how much the average fan is interested in watching Charlie and Mika, Charlie Williams and Mika, play tennis together, but it's something new, and uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the chance to to put something new and, a, and an interesting new spin on billiards coverage, I, I think it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know, you know, how well the product's going to do. I hope it does well for Nathan. Uh, have you had a chance to look at any of it? I have, and of course it's, it's Nathan's uh usual work which is excellent uh video work um i i like you am curious as to whether or not uh people are yet ready to accept uh paying for uh, content on the internet but I, I guess this will uh this will give us a good clue well if if anybody can do this i think it's nathan just because I mean, that guy is the Efren of, of video work. I've, I don't think I've ever seen, you know, anyone who was able to do stuff as well as he does uh, when it comes to video editing. Yeah, he, he, obviously, you know, he's got the track record. He's, he's, he's shown us what he can do. So we wish him all the luck in the world. Um, look, if, uh, I think we've probably babbled along here long enough. Uh, should we get to our guest? Sure, that sounds good. Well, we told you we had some special guests for you, and the first one here is Pat Fleming of AccuStats Video Productions. Pat, how are you today? I'm great, Jerry. Hey, man, we really enjoyed being with you at Turning Stone. Uh, for those of you who may not know this, uh, Pat Fleming and 
uh, AccuStats and AZB have teamed up uh, to bring you live streams of the turning past two Turning Stone events. We'll be doing more. Uh, we got some great reviews on the Turning Stone event, and in just a little bit, we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, doing the Music City Open. And Pat, you've got some improvements for this event. Well, uh, Jerry, uh, thank you for uh, having AccuStats uh, uh, co-produce these uh, videos at these uh, what we call AccuStats light events. Uh, mm -hmm. As many people know, when we produce an event at the U.S. Open or Derby City, it's called a full production, and we have a full crew and uh, every piece of our equipment, and it takes us a couple of days to set up. And then it's right. ready for TV. Uh, but there are events that don't have a budget uh, to bring AccuStats in. And so AZ and AccuStats have teamed up to bring what we call AccuStats Light, meaning uh, we'll come in and we'll stream. Uh, we won't have all the bells and whistles that we have uh, at a, uh, a U.S. Open, but uh, a worthy uh, addition to the tournament where we can bring our jib in and we can uh, have a commentary booth and uh, and uh, we have a telestrator now for uh, the Access Light. We're going to bring that to uh, Nashville. We're trying to uh, assess uh, where we can make improvements uh, that are budget-wise, and uh, at Turning Stone, it was kind of our minimal uh, minimal uh, uh, extension of, uh, of the kind of work we would do. But in, uh, in Nashville, what we're going to do is we're going to bring lights, which we didn't have at AZ, even though AZ, you know, looked great. Uh, we know that light is good and we're going to bring some extra lights for nashville great we're going to bring our telestrator so that's going to be a unique addition to streaming i don't think anybody has a telestrator uh while they're streaming mm -hmm. uh, so we're we're going to bring that there uh we're going to bring uh another person um, we might uh, be able to bring another camera and maybe have switching from an overhead to handheld the chip so we're looking at improvements and with each event we're going to try and uh, make it better and better like we always have in the past and of course you're also going to be going straight from nashville to louisville for the derby city classic where you'll be doing your annual uh, pay-per-view extravaganza that's right and we have a 26-foot truck full of equipment and when we go to Nashville, we're going to have the Nashville equipment at the end of the truck. <laughs> and we're going to get that out. And, and then we're going to put it all back in and continue our uh, trek to uh, the Louisville area. And we've been doing that for 12 years now. And we keep improving uh, in our production. Uh, and we're going to go there and empty this 26-foot truck and then set up something for full production. We're going to have... Uh, uh, pay-per-view, of course, um, and uh, the U.S. Open, incidentally, uh, there was a, a demand f uh, by television, uh, ESPN Star in Asia, and they're looking for some more uh, programming, 
and so they're willing to consider uh, Derby City. Great. So, so not just uh, streaming and not just, uh, which we will be streaming, of course, but not just streaming and not just the uh, pay-per-view and the recording, but uh, also the potential for television. Well, one of the things that you're doing that is getting a lot of buzz uh, from our readers is your instructional uh, material, which I understand you're taking a break for the holidays and you're going to start it back up after Derby City, but you've been doing an instructional series on straight pool. Right. And uh, what makes it uh, uh, ideal is that uh, we have a studio in New Jersey it's uh, set up in a billiard room, and it looks just like uh, Derby City or the U.S. Open every single day. We have an arena. We have all our cameras uh, uh, suspended from ceilings. We have our jib. And so it's a turnkey operation. So instead of uh, thinking about how we're going to do something and then delivering equipment, setting it up, testing it, and, uh, we don't have to do that. We go in on a Thursday night, and we hit a couple of switches, and we're running. So uh, I thought it would be great for uh, AccuStats to, we're always trying something new, as most people know, uh, to do something live, instructional live. And mm -hmm. because my uh, forte, if you will, of all the games was straight pool, I was a straight pool back in my career, straight pool player, um, that, I thought straight pool would be a good uh, good thing to test out first, and uh, that's what we've done. We've had four one-hour lessons live on the internet, and it was pay-per-view, but it was only five bucks. Right. So uh, it's a pretty good value for most people, and uh, so we've been doing well there. We've taken a break, but because uh, there's so much interest in it, that uh, we're going to incorporate other games also. We'll We'll have a, a specialty artist in uh, one pocket, in nine ball, in banks. And uh, I'll be the host, but we'll have them there showing uh, their skills and uh, the parts of the game that make it special for them. And that sounds great. Uh, you know, AccuStats is always growing and improving, and it sounds like you're just rolling on down that road. Uh, Mike, did you have anything? Um, yeah, for those of, of the viewers who who got in on the, the straight pool instructional bit after the fact, uh, is there any way for them to go back and view some of these past lessons? Okay, each lesson, of course, is live, and the benefit of being live is that we have a chat room where the viewers can ask questions and I'll respond to them live. Now, after that is over they can also uh, go to AccuStats.com and view that lesson again um, because it is archived. And in addition to that, there's going to be people, and the disadvantage of that is that you can't ask questions. Right. Uh, but in addition to that, we put each lesson on DVD. So they can uh, buy the DVD for a very modest price of $10.00 and they can keep it forever and play it forever. So uh, there's three ways that a viewer can uh, access this material. And for upcoming lessons, 
is it best for the for the viewers just to go to the AccuStats site and and keep an eye on that, or is there a mailing list they can subscribe to, or or how can they be notified of upcoming lessons? Well, um, we have our website, of course, that has that uh, that announcement. But of course, uh, once a week, I call AZ Billiards, <laughs> and they have their streaming schedule. And, of course, we're not doing anything now during the holidays, but when we are, we have our game show, which is another real popular item. Uh, but we have our game show and the lessons that are on the uh, streaming guide at AZ Billiards. And when you mention upcoming uh, One Pocket and Nine Ball and that sort of thing, any idea who you're going to have come in and do those lessons? Uh, I have a few people in mind, but I don't want to mention them in case they're they're not the ones <laughs> but, but they will be named players for sure and uh, people that know those games much better than I do even though I've seen One Pocket for instance, I've seen a million games, but to put me at the table playing One Pocket uh, I, I wouldn't know what to do as far as giving lessons, so we're going to get somebody there who knows what to do and I'll be there to assist them uh, in the arena. That's great. Hey, Pat, we really appreciate your time, and we're looking forward to seeing you and working with you again in Nashville coming up real soon. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, until then, best of luck to you and everybody. Uh, go to accustats.com, www.accu-stats.com, and check out everything Accustats has to offer. Uh, Pat, thanks again. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Mike. It was always good talking to Pat. Uh, Pat's one of the real good guys in the industry. Um, you know, talking about the instructional one-pocket thing that he's doing, I know one player that would be real good for that. You know, I think I know who you're talking about. Why don't we see if we can get him on the phone? <laughs> and our next guest is Gabe Owen. And uh, Gabe... It's good to hear from you, Mike. I'll let you start the questioning. Hey, Gabe, how you doing? Um, I heard you were you were down ill a little bit the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I actually got some infection, is what the doctor seems to think it's food poisoning. Um, and they had me in the hospital for a couple nights. Unfortunately, I was on Christmas night, but I'm, I have been on antibiotics the last week. My last dose was about a day and a half ago, and I'm feeling better now. So I'm pretty sure it knocked whatever was in there out of there. Man, that's a lousy way to spend Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, a lot of my family was down. The brutal thing was, we were, I was supposed to go to the Chiefs game with my brother and Robert, and they were like down there by the team, and the Chiefs blew out the Titans, so it was a pretty good game I missed. But uh, they had a good time out there. You probably didn't want to go to this last one. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you were looking good at Turning Stone. I mean. When I when I saw you up in New York, you looked healthy. But uh, this must have happened after you left uh, New yeah, York. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I ate. I mean, I had some bad Chinese food. I think I really do. I don't know what it was. It was a uh, it was real ironic. I was feeling great the day before, and then I just I thought it was kidney stones that happened. I just couldn't move, couldn't do anything. Because I was throwing up, so I didn't think that was kidney stones. But just the way it was hurting in my midsection, I thought it was. So I just you know I went in. I suspected that it would be kidney stones, and they said that um, I had an infection in my stomach, and then they fought it off and said it's probably food poisoning. I got food poisoned on uh, Kung Pao chicken one time, 
And the doctor really? told me that yeah, the doctor told me that stir frying uh, is great for vegetables, but if the meat doesn't get down into the oil, you know, if it stays up near the center of that circular pan, uh, that it yeah. doesn't cook well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And unfortunately, Chinese food, I'm just like, I eat it, you know, religiously. So <laughs> i got to change my diet, it looks like. <laughs> Gabe, I've always been curious about your, your love for One Pocket. Uh, how did you develop such a passion for a game? I mean, frankly, it's 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 always been kind of an old-timer's game, and you're hardly anything yeah, but an old know. I just the game that I've always grew up playing, you know, uh, whenever I used to go on the road hustling, that's the game I made the most money at. But um, And then I just realized, you know, playing nine ball and ten ball in all these tournaments, the better you get, the more it's about breaking and first shot and opportunities. So then it just, you know, I started relating that to one pocket. I'm like, well, shoot, the opportunities are pretty equal in one pocket. You don't worry about a guy bad racking you. You don't worry about a guy too good racking you where he's just stop breaking and making everything on the break. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you're going to get your chances, and there's less argument, you know. And it, you know, and to me, it's because that's why it's the best game. And um, you know, you just don't see that in any other pool games. On the pool table, you don't anyway. I mean, I don't know of any other games where it's, you're guaranteed almost a shot every game. And with a few uh, tweaks, you know, I've said some tournaments play wherever the ball spots up. If you make a ball on the break, it doesn't count. I've actually played a tournament where it plays like that before, where you are guaranteed a shot every game. And um, mm-hmm. You know, other than a guy breaking and making a ball, which is very rarely, you know, you're getting a shot every game, so it's, uh, it's hard to really have too many excuses if you get beat. On the subject of one pocket, um, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the One Pocket My Way DVD instructional series that you've uh, come out with. Two DVDs. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's pretty much, they're pretty much like um, lessons on, on DVD. Um, the first one's for intermediate, uh, intermediate and beginners, and it's pretty much it gives a, um, an opening of the um, a lot of the rules, and then I go over the break shots and just discuss a few of the aspects of the game, and then on the advanced, then I have another DVD, it's an advanced version, where it tests more advanced shots and a little bit more uh, trickier situations and scenarios of what I think is the right shot to do, and scenarios on what I think would be the wrong shot to do as well. How long did it take you to get those put together? Uh, about three days of shooting. It was, uh, I actually done it last year, I think, uh, March, I think, well, last April I got it done. Where can people buy it? Oh, they can go to uh, my website, which is uh, net, and uh, it's one for 30, and I think I'm doing a deal for two for 50 right now, my shipping, so it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good special I'm running. If you order both of them, have you uh, have you gotten any kind of feedback from any of the other pros out there? Uh, you know who've had a chance to look at it. Uh, you know, believe it or not, Corey watched been watching it. You know, he's watched it quite. I've been over to his house a few times uh, before it actually came out, and he's watched it two or three times. Uh, he kind of he got a kick out of it. He ordered two or three of them from me. I oh, think good. he's uh, probably passing them out, stocking stuffers. What I was thinking he was doing with them, but who knows. Just watching them. I told him just to start out with the intermediate beginner. You know what I mean at first, <laughs> until he got that down. Before he went on to the advanced, because you know Corey's thinking sometimes he might just get stuck with the intermediate. You know, if he goes to the advanced, right, right off the bat, he'd really be shooting some crazy shots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Gabe, one of the biggest pool fans that we have 
on the AZ Billiards forums. It goes by the name Gabe's Mom, and of course it's your mother. Um, yeah, that's not, but that's not that embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she, she tunes into every live stream. Uh, she's, she's always out there. Uh, she, does she follow your career as closely as it seems she does? Uh, yeah, probably more than I do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a real sweetheart. Yeah, she is. She's, uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I'm at for sure. She let me make the decision I made early, so, and, um, you know, it's, it's been a pretty good ride so far. You know, it, it seems like over the past couple of years, um, except for Derby, you went through a period there where, where we didn't see out there playing in the big events. Was there something going on there? Were you taking a? Was there a reason to take a break, or or what happened? Um. Yeah, I missed last two years ago out in Vegas. I missed. I was right in the middle of moving. I I, I did make been making some moving transitions from the East Coast to the Midwest a couple years ago, and was just getting situated. And then I was just through a financial struggle there for a while, and just trying to get back on my feet. And um, so lately, I've been playing more tournaments. That's pretty much how it is for me. So we can plan on seeing you back at, at all the major events? Um, yeah, the ones that I... Pretty much, I'm thinking. Um, I signed up for Turning Stone again in August. I'm going to Derby, and I'm planning on going to that tournament in Dallas. I'm not sure what all the details are on it. The ten ball, ultimate ten ball thing, I heard about it. Reno... I'm kind of up in the air on going to Reno, the bar table event. I haven't gone to that uh, last couple times. It's just, I don't know. I might go to that this year. I'm, you know, I'm going to try to make all the points events I can to see if I can take it to take a shot at the Moscone Cup. And I didn't have well, to do it in the last years, so I feel like I, I mean, I honestly feel like I got a shot to be on it. And if I just dedicate myself a little bit more, I can tell you the event in Dallas is actually in Frisco at the. Uh, a uh, convention center that's tied to the Quality Inn up there. Not Quality okay. Inn. Embassy Suites. Embassy Suites. And it's okay. a, Did you have to stay there to play or something? Yeah, yeah. But it's a $35,000 added event, and the rooms are pretty cheap. I think they're less than $90 a night. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I, how do I sign up? Uh, they've got a website, ultimate10ball.com. Okay, I'll check that out. And just go on there and sign up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same group that held the uh, 10-ball event in Aruba last year. Yeah, I've been to that Aruba tournament. It's been a while. When I was well, not, this, this is not the same group that held the one back in 2003. This is the one that held it oh, last year right. only. And okay. uh, these guys paid off on the spot, and everything was on the up and up. And uh, uh, Ralph Souquet sings their praises pretty highly because he knows these okay. guys well yeah it looks, um, I'm actually looking at it right now it looks like a pretty good deal yeah it's a women's event too yeah there's a women's side by side yeah we've actually got how many events we've got three 10 ball events this year because uh, Barry's doing a 10 ball event the Masters and um, of course we've also got the uh, Mark Griffin 10 ball event glad to see it's you know converting or getting away from 9 ball a little bit more one more to ten ball. I, I'm a big fan. I, you know, you say one pocket's my best game, uh, my favorite game, but I actually I like eight ball. I think eight ball. Really? Best game 
plan. Yeah, I mean, if you think about everybody, that everybody knows eight ball. If you get outside the beard industry, yeah, you know, and it's people ten ball. When we were there at the Miseret tournament, me and Corey literally, I had two people, two or three people, come up to us like when we we're in the food, and they're like, "What is ten ball? What is ten ball?" These people don't even know what ten ball is. And they were like, you know what nine ball is? We're like, yeah. And then so we go inside, and then so we have to explain it to them, which that's fine. It's better than nine ball. I'd rather explain it to them. But I mean, with eight ball, I don't know. I think you kind of eliminate all that when some when somebody's promoting a big event, and then they have somebody that don't even know what it is. They're probably not going to go in there and watch it. I don't know. But if right. they know what it is, they know what game they're playing. Now they're going to see the best in the world play that game that they are familiar with. Now they might go and watch it, but they might think, oh. well, that guy can't be me playing 10 ball because I've never played 10 ball. <laughs> you know, that's just how people think sometimes. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, that guy can beat you playing any pool game you could think of, but this is just the game we're playing. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, it seems like there's a lot there you have to explain or I don't know that, that the general public might be missing out on with the 10 ball, but I do like it better than 9 ball. You know, I think the public will catch on sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think I guess I got to start with the leagues. I think some leagues are doing ten ball now. I think that's pretty much where it all finals to. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gabe, I'd like to go back real quick to uh, you had said you were thinking about going out and playing in the the bar table event. Um, is it just me, or or are bar tables more popular in the Midwest than they are? They are definitely than than like East Coast or West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, and I don't know what what is up with that. Um, they're definitely more popular out here. There's less big table events. You go out to east, and there's no bar table events. I mean, what is the Valley Forge once a year, I think. Right. And that's it, for, you know, and it's, uh, I, I don't know the answer to that, really. It seems like competition maybe is a little bit more stiffer out east, so they want to play and out, out here in the Midwest. They just don't care, and they just want to play on something easy, it seems like. I don't know. I really don't know. It seems to me, though, that a player, and I'm not just pointing out you, but, you know, a, a player of your ability, uh, a Corey, a Gabe, uh, you know, any of the top 20 males, it seems like you'd never miss on a bar table. Exactly. That's why it's, I don't really, I'm not really fond of it. It's just, and there's a lot of guys that don't miss on bar tables and then that might miss on a big table. So it's really an equalizer. Jerry, that's all I've got. Well, that's all I've got, too. I just wanted to chat with Gabe for a while and, you know, find out how he's doing, especially after what we heard over Christmas. Yeah, I've actually practiced the last two days, so I'm, my game's feeling better. I'm Hopefully I'll be ready for, I'm playing Nashville first, J-O-B event, and then uh, from there on to Louisville. So hopefully my game well, will be up to where I can at least cash. <laughs> well, we, we will be seeing you in Nashville. Um, AZ Billiards and AccuStats are teaming up to do the live stream of that event. Okay. The J-O-B's or Louisville? Yeah. J-O-B's. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm going out there a day or two early. I'll probably be out there Tuesday. Good. Maybe we can snag you for some commentary. Yeah, just come get me. I, I should be free. Very good. Thanks very much. Safe travels, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in Nashville and uh, at the Ultimate Tim Ball event in uh, Dallas. And uh, hope everything is successful for you, buddy. Thank you, sir, and Happy New Year, New Year's, guys. All right. Well, it's good to know that uh, our man Gabe is back in the pink. I was worried f- 
for him there for a little while when we heard that his white blood count had uh, gone almost down to zero. But um, he seems to be right back in the thick of things now. Yeah, he sounds like uh, sounds like he's bouncing back real well. Yeah. So what you got for us, Mike? Well, it's that time again. Um, end of the year, all the events for 2010 are done. Means you and I are actually going to have to do some work. Oh yeah, player of the year. Player of the year is a tough one this year. Um, I mean, I, there's there's two and a half candidates on the women's side, but again, the two that are leading the race are so close. I still haven't decided who um, you know who should win that one, and I really want to do a little bit more research before I actually come out and name the player that I think is the front runner for the men's player of the year race but we're going to have to put our heads together and figure out who our uh, who our winners are and we will do our best to try to get at least one of them uh, on the show for next time well that'd be an interesting guest to have our player of the year and um, unlike some um, people who make these choices we look at all of the events in the year and we look at head-to-head competition. So you're right. There's a lot of work to be done yet. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you handle that and let me know uh, what I decide. Yeah, I'll <laughs> do that for you. Hey, look, folks. Uh, please remember our sponsors. We are brought to you by Simona's Cloth and the Tap Leagues, and of course by Lucasi Hybrid Cues. Uh, take care of those those folks. They do take care of us. Uh, that's it for Run Out Radio for right now. Um, but uh, we'll have another one coming your way in a couple of weeks, and we look forward to talking to you then. So for Mike Howerton, I'm Jerry Forsyth. See you later.